Hi, I'm Jason. Thanks for listening to The Slippery Slope. So today I had the opportunity to talk to Pastor Tom Hughes of Hope for Our Times and 412 Church in California, America. Uh, just making this introduction because we did have a few um, a few connection issues and I do know that the audio quality at times uh, aren't what they could, what they should be, and I want to apologise for that. However, I think the, the interview went, went quite well, and I think Pastor Tom Hughes is very well worth the listen. And um, I just wanted to let you know that uh, I think you'll learn something, and I hope you enjoy. Thanks very much for listening. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Sorry about the awkward pause there at the is start. This, is this is this Jimmy Fallon? <laughs> I bet you get that a lot. I, I do actually. I do uh, a little bit. That's uh, one of my nicknames. Um, hello. hello, Pastor Tom. Yes, sir. I can hear you now. I'm very sorry. No problem. <laughs> so I'm in Australia. You're in. You're in California. Welcome California. to the, California. Welcome to the slippery slope. I'm sorry if the connection gets a little hazy. I um, I've no, I have noticed the last two days for some reason. I'm in Brisbane, and for some reason, uh, my Wi-Fi seems to be all over the place. Um, but thanks very much for joining me. You bet. That's fantastic. I'll just go through what Hope for Our Time. So you're the uh, you lead the the ministry, and just reading from your website, it's uh, okay. ministry which which focuses on prophecies of the Bible um, concerning end-time events. Um, and you obviously use weekly updates and Bible teachings and um, in-person conferences. And uh, you share the, the importance of having a saving relationship with, with Jesus Christ um, and how to, how to live in these last days uh, with the hope. But for the listeners out there that we have today and who don't, who don't usually go to church or don't really know anything about God. Um, would you explain just what, what you feel the, the ministry is that you have at the moment? Sure, I'll, I'll do my best to. I look at a world right now that has, there's really no hope. Um, I, you know, I, from this side of the world, I look over at Australia and I see some of the things that, that I read anyways. Um, I, get, I receive emails from people that live over there. And they tell me what's going on. So I include some of those in my updates that I do. Um, but you look at the, the entire globe has no hope. People just don't have it. And I, I look at my own life and I realize that uh, years ago, uh, I was a drug addict and had a lot of other issues. I was wandering in this same world without any hope. And I ended up coming into uh, a relationship with Jesus Christ. And everything changed in an instant. It really did. I, I, I wasn't perfect, but everything transformed. All of a sudden, I had peace that I couldn't understand before. Um, and I also, uh, as my life progressed, I, I uh, found a love for not just the Bible, but Bible prophecy. And then I realized the reason why God gives us Bible prophecy is so that we could understand what's going on and we could even understand why. Uh, when I think of it, when you look at the news, the news tells us what's going on in the world, or the spin. We get their spin of what's going on in the world. The Bible tells us why, if you understand Bible prophecy. 
And, and so I look at it and I realize uh, it's genuine, it's real, it's all Bible prophecy in the, of the past has been fulfilled. Everything for the future that the Bible tells us is going to happen, uh, we can already see it start to take place. And we're watching all of the events unfold right now. It's absolutely remarkable, but rightly understood, it gives us hope in these times that are just, quite frankly, they're bizarre. And they're very disturbing uh, to most people uh, in many places of this world. Yeah. Are you able to give us an ex- some, some examples um, where Bible prophecy, where we can see even in, in recent times, whatever, where Bible prophecy has come, has come true, has come to pass? Um, okay. So, yeah, let me give you a couple, and then I'm going to give you some that we see developing. So uh, there's a Bible prophecy in Isaiah chapter 11, for example, where God says, I will gather Israel back to their land a second time. And speaking of the event that's going to happen in the last days, that officially began in 1948 with the Jews being gathered back together. Also in the book of Isaiah, the Bible says, can a nation be born in one day? That was also a prophecy about the nation of Israel becoming a nation a second time in one day which also happened in 1948. Uh, but those, so we look at those things, but there's, there's so much more. There are over 800 Bible prophecies that point to the second coming of Christ in the tribulation period. Uh, one of those is regarding Russia and Iran and Turkey forming an alliance uh, just north of the northern border of Israel, threatening to attack Israel, and the Bible says they will attack Israel. It even, in fact, there's two entire chapters in the Bible that are given over to the description of how it's going to happen, why it's going to happen, what the outcome is going to be. But when you look at it, uh, in the past, you didn't have Russia and Iran and Turkey in a relationship like they have now. Never happened before in the history of the entire world, as a matter of fact. But the Bible said in the last days, literally, those are the words that are used there in the book of Ezekiel chapter 38. In the last days, these countries are going to form an alliance. Here's why they're going to do it. Here's how they're going to do it. It, it would be, you know, the, the prediction is absolutely remarkable. That's a 2,500-year-old prophecy. It was impossible. Nations are named that didn't even exist. Uh, you have the geographical locations. It tells how they're going to come about in the whole bit. Uh, and there's a lot more. Um, when I look at other things that the Bible tells us are going to happen in the last days and and this should be especially relevant to people living in the area of Australia. But globally, I mean, if people are awake, you look at this, the Bible talks about a totalitarian regime in the last days. There's going to be a global empire. Um, there's going to be the elite people that are ruling the world at this time in an attempt to bring about a global empire. Everybody's going to have to be uh, have an identification mark in order to buy or sell or they will not be able to buy or sell. It'll affect travel. It'll affect going to grocery stores. Uh, they'll, uh, everything you do is going to be controlled. It'll be a complete totalitarian regime. And if you don't go along with the system, then you're going to suffer great persecution. So I look at it right now and I think, wow, this is happening globally. Places like Australia and Canada and Israel are experiencing it more than other nations are, but we're experiencing it here. In this country, the threats are, uh, they're constantly threatening. Your kid isn't going to be able to go to school uh, unless you have the vaccine. You're not going to be able to have this. You're not going to be able to that. 
doctors are, are saying we won't treat unvaccinated uh, people anymore. You have to have the proof that you've been vaccinated. You have to have the identification card in order to go in this particular store, in order to go into a hospital. As a pastor right now, um, I can't go and visit people in a hospital unless I have proof of an identification that I received the vaccine. And that's in America. Again, I know over there it's even more restrictive, but I look and go, wait a minute. The Bible told us this would happen in the last days. It would be global. Uh, the Bible also uh, linked this all to pestilence. Jesus said in the last days there would be pestilences. Uh, the Bible describes how many people are going to die from the pestilences. Uh, whether or not a person believes uh, COVID is as serious as uh, places like the Center for Disease Control say it is, or the, the authorities in Australia says it is, uh, is irrelevant in this argument. The fact is it's being used to manipulate people um, and to be able to keep people in fear, which was another, uh, which is another sign that the Bible describes. And fear manipulates. When people are afraid, they will do almost anything to, to, uh, uh, to quench their fears. Um, in fact, Book of Job, uh, Satan asks God, he says, he says he wants to harm Job. And Satan says to God, skin for skin, a man will do anything to save his life. And that's where we are. People are afraid of everything. And, and the Bible also says the fear of man is a snare. And we look and we go, wow, this is unbelievable. Um, but the restrictions are only increasing. They're not decreasing. And uh, I, I just look and go, wow. And there's so many more things. Yeah. Um, yep. America, by the way, America has to, has to cease to exist as a great nation before the end time events will be fulfilled. So I think uh, you guys over in Australia are probably watching what's happening in, here in America and Afghanistan. And America is collapsing. I don't, I don't care what anybody tells me. It is absolutely collapsing as being this great empire. Yeah, yep. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. So these, so those chapters that you referenced, um, Ezekiel thirty-eight and thirty-nine, I think you said. So that was. So what what you're saying is they're actually starting to come into place at this very time, um, and those nations are lining up, and then that that prophecy will be fulfilled. In the very near future, I, I believe that's what you're you're referring to. Yeah, uh, yeah, those those nations are in fact in there in the same prophecies in Ezekiel chapter thirty-eight. The Bible talks about Gog and Magog being a guard for the troops that come against Israel, um, being a guard for them. The Gog Magog portion would be Russia. Yep. And they and right now in the area of Syria, Russia is a guard. <clears throat> for all of these radical organizations uh, that want to take out Israel, including their guard for um, Hezbollah along with Iran. Because uh, Hezbollah fights a proxy war for Iran, but Iran is doing things as a proxy for Russia. And Russia is literally stationed in, the, in Syria as a guard for the troops. And yeah. the other thing is, I, I don't, in the last couple of days it came out that now Russia is entering into all kinds of agreements as the U.S. is pulling out of Afghanistan. It's just an absolute horrific situation that's taking place there. Russia, with Putin, is now saying, guess what? We're going to step in, and we're going to take charge of everything. And we're going to be the organizers of peace. 
uh, we're going to make sure we bring stability to the whole region. So, I mean, you, you can't make this stuff up when you look at the Bible and you think, how could the Bible have predicted this 2,500 years ago, and now we're all watching it start to come about? Yeah, yeah. Um, when that war takes place, the Ezekiel chapter 38 war takes place against Israel, that I do not know, but everything is lining up, and I think the atrocities in Afghanistan are going to shape the geopolitical situation over there in the entire Middle East. I think I think it's going to have effects on the whole globe. Okay. Because now we see China is yeah. saying, hey, if, uh, if the U.S. isn't going to be involved, uh, guess what? They're not going to do anything if we invade Taiwan. I mean, yeah. we're watching this, and we're, we're, it's just remarkable, uh, but disturbing in a sense. Yeah. So, uh, so going back to what you were saying, so the um, – I don't know how you say it, but like the, the recreation, I, I assume you say, of, of Israel um, being, being founded again. So that is a direct, um, a direct fulfillment of Bible prophecy um, from over 2,000 years ago. And then, obviously, that's in our recent history. And, and then, and then and it seems like we've got other Bible prophecies which look like, which are all lining up, and you would say that they're all very close to being fulfilled in our near future. And then with what you were saying about the, um, the vaccine and some of the, uh, some of the issues we have with, um, with the totalitarian uh, kind of rules that are coming in, is that, so how, how, can you just explain a little more how that is, um, how that is connected with Bible prophecy and, and Bible teachings? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. There's a few things that have to happen. And I've been saying this for, literally for decades now, that, um, uh, and I already mentioned this, but America has to cease from bringing this great superpower. What was that? Order, it, well, in order for this totalitarian regime to be fulfilled that the Bible describes, Bible describes it in the book of Daniel, chapter 2, Daniel, chapter 7. In fact, this Sunday I'll be talking, Sunday night I'll be talking about Daniel, chapter 7, with this whole perspective and connecting the dots. Um, the book of Revelation you have Revelation chapter 13, where the Bible's very specific that you're going to have this totalitarian regime where nobody can buy or sell unless they receive the mark of the image of the beast or the beast himself, which would also be known as the Antichrist. That's the number that, that people hear about, uh, 666. People can sure. read about that in Revelation 13. Also in Revelation chapter 17, we have this kingdom of the last days. And what it's, what it's comprised of is 10 global leaders, 10 elitists is the best way to think of it. 10 kings is what they're called there. These are not people that are voted into being global leaders. These are people who appoint themselves or appointed by each other to be 10 leaders over in the world being broken down or divided into 10 different regions. And it has to be a global system in order for Bible prophecy to be fulfilled. Yeah, so, yeah. But in order for that to happen, America has stood in the way. If you listen to the globalist talk, um, this has been said for years, America's in the way of globalism coming about. And now you watch it, as you watch the downfall of America, who's gonna be there to, to fight for righteousness or the free world? Nobody's yeah. gonna be there. And, you're, and you are experiencing what's happening there where you live. So this had to happen. The Bible talks about it happening to happen. 
The other thing the Bible does tell is once this global kingdom is formed, then you ha- they're going to look for a leader that they can put in charge of this global system. Uh, the Bible describes that, again, that person as the beast or antichrist. And then you look at something like uh, Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum, and you read what he has been saying for years. And you read about, th- this is me, I read the things that Bill Gates. I remember years ago in Bible prophecy, probably 15, 20 years ago, talking about Bill Gates and his plans for the global world. And depopulation, by the way, which is another subject. Yeah, and I yeah. look at these things and people say, you're crazy. Well, now you look, you go, well, wait a minute. You know, people have said I was nuts for sharing the direction that things had to go. And then reading, I have Klaus Schwab's book, um, the, Gr- the Great Reset. He talks about using COVID to reset the world. He talks about it. Yeah. It's to bring about a global system. And you start looking and listening to these elite rulers and these elitists, and they're telling you exactly what they're going to do. And everything they tell us they want to do is exactly what the Bible warned us was going to come about uh, during the last days. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And just getting back to what you were saying about the vaccine, and um, I, I've heard you say before that on, on other things that I've seen you, um, you, you talk about it being more of a preparation um, with with the vaccine and preparing us, and I think that's what you're saying now too. Yeah. Because my my, yeah. my concern as a Christian is I've seen some people in Australia and and obviously in, in other countries um, they're, they're saying these weird things about the vaccine and that you know the vaccine is this mark of the beast and you shouldn't get it because it's the mark of the beast and it 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 all makes them look and um, I think it kind of generally makes Christians look a little a little crazy because they come out and say weird things and you sit there going, well, how is that? It's a vaccine. It's not. Um, but, but you're actually saying it's just a, a, I think this is what you're saying, that it's a preparation for those times that are coming ahead. Is yeah, that correct? I, yeah. I see it as exactly as that, a conditioning. Now, listen, Satan is way smarter than any human that's alive. Sure. And, you know, if you go back two years and you think, well, who on earth is going to take this mark of the beast? That's a stupid thing where you can't buy or sell unless you have this mark. Well, now we have half the world has put something into their bodies to enable them to travel, to enable them to go to certain stores. You'll do these things. You go, well, how did that happen? So fear manipulated people. So what, what's happened is the, the trajectory has already been set. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in order to get to Revelation chapter 13 and the fulfillment of anybody worshiping this one called the Antichrist, Satan's smart. He, yep. he, he's gotten the whole world to move almost all the way over and say, well, we've taken the vaccine and look, we're still here and we could buy or sell. And uh, what's just one more step of doing this final mark? So I see it as being a conditioning of the people. Um, for what is still coming in the future. People are prepared. Their minds are prepared. It is, listen, it's not the mark of the beast. I've had this argument with many people. Uh, The vaccine is not the mark of the beast. Uh, People say, uh, I actually got asked this question recently, and somebody asked me, they said, well, uh, so if somebody got the vaccine, um, does that mean there's no chance of them ever being able to repent? I said, where did you get that from? You yeah, know, but yeah. people read, they take things and they get them way out of context or, or they've heard somebody say something on YouTube or something like that. 
it is, it, it is not the mark of the beast or most of my family's already received it and that's a problem. So, um, uh, but the conditioning is there. People are afraid. People will do, they want to save their life, but there's also a social pressure. Yeah. yeah. And I've, I've heard it said, in fact, I'm going to talk about this Sunday night too. I've heard it said that um, the only fear that's greater than the fear of death is, is social fear that you will not be accepted by the greater group or that you'll be rejected by your peers. So you look at that and uh, it's, it's, it, it makes sense and, and why people are going that direction. That, that, what you're saying there seems it's such a reality here in Australia at the moment. Um, I've, I've spoken about why our governments and the media are pushing this narrative of fear and, and telling us um, telling us that, you know, the only way out is, is the vaccine. The only thing we can do is get vaccinated. Um, and it's, it's constantly pushing a narrative fear. And they talk about case numbers. I had, I've had a lot of discussions with various people about, it was only a couple of weeks ago, our, our federal health minister um, in a news conference spoke about how 2021 we've had zero deaths from influenza. And every year we would have well over a thousand deaths just from the flu. Mm-hmm. And, and yet, and yet no one, he, he said that no one discusses the fact that we've now got zero deaths from the flu. And yet we are freaking out because we've had um, this year, we've still had, I think it's just under a hundred now, a hundred deaths. And, and the narrative they're pushing is it's like, it's like people aren't allowed to get sick or we're not allowed to die anymore. And it's the government's sole responsibility to look after everyone. And, and they've got everyone scared. It's, mm-hmm. it's exactly what you're saying. And you can see if you, if you take time just to take a breath and look at things from the outside, you can see how the nation is being changed because everyone is, is running scared from, whatever, from what they're being told. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Uh, people, I, I firmly believe people will do almost anything to save their life. I mean, you look at somebody, if they're afraid of losing their job, they're easy to manipulate to get to do something the boss might want them to do they didn't want to do. A person that's afraid of, of uh, they're married, they're going to lose their spouse. That fear manipulates people. A fear of somebody losing a boyfriend or a girlfriend. You know, fear um, is, is easy, easy to manipulate, but fear of losing your life will get people to do almost anything. Here, just take this pill, you can save your life. Well, what are the side effects? Don't worry about the side effects. You know, there was, I, I read uh, the FDA, there were 100, had reported uh, uh, almost a year ago when they were talking about the vaccine, no, about six months ago, there were 110 side effects from the vaccine that you can expect within two months. Well, the FDA, when they, approved here in America, the vaccine, um, that all those side effects disappeared, except for two of them, I believe. It was the side effect that you might feel like you got a cold or you might feel some headaches, but the rest of them disappeared. Yeah. Um, because it's, it, it, you, you can't let the side effects detract people from, from taking this thing. So, I mean, I have, this is what I've told my friends that have, that have received the vaccine is, I said, look, the problem is, I can't get my questions answered. Why are they trying to force it on everybody and yeah. force it into everybody? That doesn't make any sense. Why do you have to be manipulated? I, I don't know if this has happened in Australia, 
But here in America, you have, you know, you can go to, to uh, like Krispy Kreme donuts and get dozen donuts or something like that if you get the vaccine. And, and you get tickets to a baseball game. You get tickets to a concert. You get, you, get, you get all these different things. Why do they have to offer these things if it's, there, there's a problem? And then now the threat of, of uh, really uh, increasing the pressure. And I think you guys are already beyond that. Um, over where you are, but the pressure's there. And then I hear, I, I know of people being a pastor that there were three people in our church that passed away after they got the vaccine. I could say, it's a, is it a coincidence that it happened? Uh, but I hear of these reports. I know, I'm sure you know many people have gotten the vaccine and then you find out they got sick. Uh, with COVID, you're thinking, well, what, what does the vaccine actually prevent you from? So I have a lot more questions. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it, hey, if it worked and it wasn't like side effects on too many people, I you know that'd be different. But there's something, there's something nefarious going on here, and it's global too, which yeah, is something yep. else. People say, well, what's different this time from from other times in the past? This is global. You got yep. virtually every government in the world involved in it, and they're all going with one voice in one direction. Some areas like Australia are a little bit more strict than other areas. <laughs> Just a little. Everybody, yeah. I, you know, I get, oh, I, I get asked you a question. Can I? Yeah, sure, oh, sure. Okay. So I get emails from people from Australia and also from New Zealand. Sometimes they confirm the reports I read. And sometimes they tell me, well, it's not that way where I live. And I live over here. We, got, we don't have to worry about any and the police doing anything and, you know, yeah. I, I read a report recently about a, a gentleman who hired a contractor and he ended up getting some jail time because he was supposed to be on lockdown. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, that did happen in, in Western Australia. Um, and he was, he, he was pushing the boundaries in reality. He, he shouldn't have been doing what he was doing and he'd been given uh, various warnings. Um, so, he, yeah, he shouldn't have been doing it. Um, look, there, there are a lot of things. I mean, obviously, you know, Australia's a, a very big um, landmass. Yeah. So where I live in Queensland, our 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 situation is very different. Um, but what's happened is they've our premier um, Anastasia. She has closed off our borders very strictly. So we have now we have army and police on the borders, and actually from today they're not allowing anyone from any other states because we have we've had um, way less cases then of all the whatever covids than any other state a lot of people are leaving their states and trying to get into queensland okay. um and it's 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 caused issues with the hotel quarantine it's caused their house prices to skyrocket um and queensland's just a very sunny tropical area as well um but there are other issues with the other states so yeah with him in the the building contract that did happen but he had a lot of warnings but then in new south wales I can, yeah, I know for sure. So their lockdowns with with police helicopter flying overhead, giving warnings. They've got the army walking around the streets. You've had police um, knocking on doors, going house, uh, going to houses after people complain um, about children playing in the backyard and things. We've got people, you know, they make rules saying, okay, you can only get takeaway meals um, in certain areas, but then people are still getting a thousand dollar fines. Even though, um, even though they're, they're 
they're getting a takeaway coffee or, or meal in an area they're supposed to be able to get and then they'll go and stand away from the crowd and have it and then they'll still get they will still get fines. Um, our, our rules, we've gone from a nation that I thought was very carefree and kind of, when I, when I grew up, when I was a kid, I always thought Australians kind of thumbed their nose a little at authority. Whereas now it's like everyone, um, it's, a, I don't know, I, I, don't, I don't understand it because it feels like no one questions anything and everyone just says, okay, we'll, you, you want us to lock down, you want us just to not move outside of our house, we'll, we'll just do it. And no one questions a thing. Um, we, we had a, a pastor in Victoria, I think it was the end of June or maybe the very beginning of July. He put a, a post on Facebook. Yeah, it was the start of one of uh, Victoria's. Victoria's has the most lockdowns in our country. And he put a post on Facebook saying that his church is not going to shut. Um, they're going to be open. Uh, and they're not going to abide by the lockdown rules. And and then the police came around. They 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 came around. They arrested. And and I think okay, well, according to, you know, if you look at the letter of the law, I suppose it's that's a that's allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he also got held in remand for I believe it was seven days. And that blew my mind because I sit there thinking, you know, we, we generally have these things called a notice to appear. And if someone, you might find someone doing something, um, a crime, and then they'll get a notice to appear in court. You'll take their details, confirm their details, give them this notice to appear, and then they'll appear in court for se- um, two weeks later. This, to, to be held in remand for seven days for what they said was incitement, literally just putting something on Facebook saying we're going to open and we're going to. Okay. Pastor Tom. Yes, you are back. Okay. I'm, I'm very sorry for what's happened. I'll, yeah. No I'm problem. Sorry. I, we just assumed you didn't like what I was saying. So you cut us off. <laughs> no, I was talking and then I'm like, it, something's happened. I don't know where you've gone. Um, um, no problem. Listen, I, I, yeah, I assume it's just you know we are a long way apart. Can yeah. um, so can you just tell me where's your where's your area? You're in California. Yes, Southern California. Okay. Uh, uh, near, if anybody's familiar with the area, it'd be between San Diego and Palm Springs. Okay. So we're we're down pretty low. We're not yep. far from the border of Mexico. Okay. And uh, California is one of the states people are leaving from. Yep, yep. Uh, probably the number one state people are leaving from here in New York. Oh, I, uh, I see the same things happening with us with Victoria. Everyone's leaving, um, I believe, last. Just the stats that I read were they've recently had up to 30,000 people leave the state. Um, I think if, before, I'm not sure, before we got cut off, I was just, we were talking about some things happening in Australia. And did you hear I was talking about a pastor who was arrested and held in yep. remand, yeah. Yep, and you wouldn't let them appeal or anything. They just yeah, to, held to, for seven days. To hold someone for seven days for such a, for starters, uh, that particular law of incitement, that to me, that doesn't really feel like the, the spirit of the law anyway. Yeah. And But to hold someone in remand because of something like that is, 
it's it's mind blowing. I didn't think I'd ever hear that in Australia. We we also had some other things in Western Australia. We have a uh, an organisation called the Australian Christian Lobby, and they are excellent for um for standing up for for the rights of of Christians or for people in general, and um and and run by some very intelligent people. Um, but they found they were trying to organise talks around Australia, and when they got to Western Australia. Um, the government there had some rules in place where they weren't, where government buildings, um, public buildings, halls were not allowed to be hired. It seemed like they weren't allowed to be hired by anyone in general, but in particular, they didn't want the Australian Christian lobby um, hiring their halls and doing their talks. And some of the headlines that came across, it, it seems like they regard them as people of, of hate speech. Um, but they're very much just people who who preach or who talk about the Bible in very direct um, terms, uh, literal literal terms. Um, yeah, it's really good. Um, so that is some of the things that are happening in Australia. It's it's not the it's not the place that I was born here. My parents, my grandparents. It's not that this isn't the place where I was where I was raised. It's very strange. Um, and and what you're saying really. Mm-hmm. I, I think makes sense to me about the, that that being able to change a culture by by speaking fear into it constantly. Um, I think that's what we're seeing here. It's working, yeah. And if you look at okay, like our church has been open. Most churches in America are still closed. Um, I mean, this this has been very effective at closing down church gatherings. Uh, yeah. Most of the most of the people who come against me for having the church open are actually other pastors, pastors who close their church. They're the ones who give me the biggest problem. Really? Uh, it's, it's a very strange thing. And very similar, uh, more and more we're seeing the label of hate speech being used as, uh, as even from other pastors. If you, if you really loved people, then you would close your church uh, if you really love people, then you wouldn't talk about this. You wouldn't talk about that. You know, your problem is you're just selfish. It's all about you. You're a hater, uh, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, and and, it's, and it's, it, that is actually happening nationwide, not just California. Yeah. Uh, yep. California seems to be the state that has the most outspoken pastors. Uh, but still at that, it's only a handful of us. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, also, I, I look at all of this as taking place as a, a what, what's happening is it, the flaws in a global system are being exposed right now, too. Because when you look at, you hear of an identification for the vaccine, just for example, where there's, no, there's not a single database for all the different vaccine identifications there are. There's probably thousands and thousands and thousands of different databases that are holding information so you there's not a single database so you can't really control the people globally the way the bible says it's going to come about yeah but i think these flaws are being exposed and the problem the problem problem groups of people and the problem people are also being exposed the people who are going to be resisting what is coming um and so I look at what's going on right now, kind of like a dry run for the coming global empire that the Bible does describe will happen yeah. in the last days. Yeah. And uh, it's it really, in a sense, it's very remarkable to be alive right now. But the America I 
grew up in. I'm almost, I'll be 62 in a few weeks. Sure. Um, it's completely, it's completely different. Yeah. Well, I, and everybody can say, that. I guess if you go back to 2019, there's, there's problems, right? Yep. It wasn't like this. No, I mean, no. everything has changed. Um, you, we, uh, were down in Mexico recently. And the reason we went to Mexico is because we figured we still can, because pretty soon we're not going to be able to travel anywhere. Yeah. So, so we did it while we still could do it. We had to have a test, you know, the, the COVID test to come back into the country. Yeah. But, um, but we were looking, going, how much longer before the borders are all going to be shut down? Like you, I think it's a matter of time before borders around California will be shut down. Yeah. We have Biden, who's the most inept president in the history of the world, possibly one of the most inept leaders in world history. Yeah. I, I look and go... You know, now he's he's making these announcements. I don't, you know, I can't even talk, but he's making these announcements that uh, we're going to have to be, uh, we're going to have to have these identification cards just to go from state to state. Yep, yep. And yep. Uh, so, and and they can do that by closing down the borders, and the airports are already really restrictive, anyways. Yeah, it, it, you were talking before about you know what Australia is doing. And that was one thing I meant to say was there was a, um, I haven't seen it yet, but there was an ad campaign from Qantas. And obviously Qantas is a you know, big yeah. company worldwide. Um, and this, this campaign apparently on their, on their media, they had um, supposedly these, these adverts for, for an ad and of these news hosts being emotional about the Qantas ad, which was basically talking about vaccines and why we should be vaccinated. And Qantas have all these rules coming into place where all of their workers have to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do, if you travel internationally, you will have to show proof of vaccination. Um, and people are getting emotional about this and it's such a good thing. And this is exactly, and it just feels like we're being manipulated. Everyone to 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 kowtow and to get to get the vaccination and i think and it's what you're saying is extremely relevant when you know where you're heading someone asked me why why i don't particularly why i'm not going to get vaccinated and i I said to them look it's not it's not really about being vaccinated i don't like the fact that i i can see i think i know where it's heading where it's taking us and that's why that's my real um reason for for just for being against it. Um, listen, I, I, I know you, you're a very busy man. Uh, I just want to thank you again. I'm sorry about the, the technical no difficulties that we've had um, here today. Um, but with everything that we've talked about, I just wanted to know if you could just share for a minute, just what, what, what's the hope? What's the hope that we have? Your, your site is called hope for our times. Um, and it's, uh, I can, I'll tell you, honestly, it's, that's really, really helped me. Um, I think I found you through Don Stewart and I was watching Don Stewart. I, I think I, I came across, I was in a, in a really hard, um, going through a, a difficult a struggle in my life. And I, I'd, I'd say it was divine, uh, I don't know, leading. I came across this program. Um, it was happening now with Jack Hibbs and he had, he had Don Stewart on there. And I was listening to John, Don Stewart and he, he went through this, this um, 10 points and basically proving, I think it was, proving how the Bible is real. And that's, that's where I came across, across yourself. Um, 
And listening to your word, it, it made so much sense because I thought, you know, all these things that I thought I knew and I didn't really understand and, and, and listening to your, people like yourself, Stuart, and realizing the Bible is so real and it makes so much more um, when you study it and look at things properly. Can you just, mm-hmm. just finish off with that, with that message and why, sure. that message of hope? Sure. Well, let me go here first real quick. The Bible, people look at it as just being like a storybook or, or something like that. It's not. Yeah. When you actually take the Bible literally, yep. it, all, it all makes sense. Yeah. Things yep. fall into place and you go, wait a minute. Yeah. I get it now. This actually, yeah, you start connecting the dots. You have history. You have present. You also have future. And the future is remarkable um, when you look at it, especially now as we see literally over 800 prophecies about the last days and watching them all come into place exactly as the Bible said they would. Yep. That gives us hope yeah. because we understand it, it's like shining a flashlight on a very dark path. Yep. It's the only light that we really have. It helps us to understand where it's going. We have a choice. We can be led by the Dr. Fauci's and the Bill Gates of the world, the Klaus Schwab's and uh, the, some of the leaders in Australia that I see on my, on my YouTubes, we can be led by them who are giving us these very strange messages yep. that are just laden with fear. Or we realize, wait a minute, the Bible gives us light, not only light, it tells us this is what these guys are going to be saying. This is what these guys are going to be doing. Yep. This is the direction it's going to be. So be encouraged. In fact, Jesus himself even said, when you see these things begin to take place, look up and lift up your head because I'm at the doors. Yep. So when I look at this, look up is to look to the Lord. Hey, I'm coming for you. Don't worry about it. Lift up your head means with expectant joy. You can know these are signs. So God told us what was coming not to make us afraid. He told us, look, these are the fearful signs the people are going to bring, the, the leaders will bring in the last days. Yep. When you see them bring these things, you know that these fearful signs point to Jesus calling us home. It points to him coming again. It points to uh, how it's all going to unfold. And in the end, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. It'll absolutely be fantastic. But the hope, when we understand the Bible literally, we take it literally, it gives us great hope because it tells us the direction it's going to go. The newspapers tell us the way the world is. The Bible tells us uh, why and where it's going yeah. and, and the great hope that's, that's in it in the end. That's awesome. <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, listen, thanks very much, Pastor Tom Hughes, uh, for joining me today. Um, it's been it's been absolutely fantastic to hear to hear and to listen to uh, to your words of wisdom. Um, I'd encourage anyone listening to uh, to check out the website Hope for Our Times, all one word, hopeforourtimes.com. Um, also check out Pastor Tom. Uh, I believe you do weekly updates. Actually, I just watched one this morning with yourself and Pastor. James. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is a funny dude, man. Yes, um, he, <laughs> <laughs> he can laugh, um, you know, and also and and check out your 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 teachings on your, the your talks on uh, on YouTube, your explanation of the Book of Daniel, absolutely 
one of my personal favorites going through each chapter. Um, yeah, it's look, I'd encourage anyone check you out YouTube, all those places yourself, Pastor James Cadiz, Don Stewart. It's just fantastic. And yeah, I thank you very much for joining me and, um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Thanks very much. Hey, it's been great being on your program today. And, and I tell you what, I'd like to have you on mine sometime in the future. Oh, that, so that'd be... you can you can fill in the rest of the world what's going on in Australia. And we would <laughs> we would love to hear that because they hear things from me, but they need to hear from you. I'd yeah. love to have you on, on sometime. I, I'd look at things happening in Australia and I don't even believe in myself sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks very much, Pastor Tom. Okay. All right. Bless, bless Great, you. Thank you. Cheerio. Thank you.